Kim Grace Podcast. Let's go. It's your girl Cindy Grace, and this is the last episode for 2021. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Like, I am thankful to God. So far this year, we've had um, 12 episodes. So this one is going to be the 12th episode. So if you think about it, you literally have like an episode for each month. So I am grateful to God for the grace that he has given me and the wisdom um, that he has given me to be able to be consistent with this and just keep bringing you the good news of the Lord. I hope this has been been impactful to you, for you, and has helped you somehow this year. If it has, please just leave a comment on our Facebook page or leave a comment below this, wherever you're tuning in from, and I'd really appreciate it, okay? And I'm just so thankful for um, seeing me through till till now. But I, I just have to um, end this for this year so that I can kind of prepare um, better for next year to come back stronger and get you, you know, bring to you whatever that God has for me for you next year. I know it's going to be great. It only is. It's only going to get better. This is what I know with God. As long as you are faithful to him, as long as you listen to him and involve him in everything that concerns you, he will keep taking you from grace to grace and he'll keep giving you the wisdom to be better. So I am thankful to you who's been consistent in listening, supporting this ministry. I am thankful, so, so thankful to you. And I pray that God will meet you at your needs and just prepare you um, for the greater things he has for you next year that I believe that he has. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in so far. And yes, do come back next year. I am not sure if we're going to start at the beginning of January or the ending, but we are for sure coming back in January. Okay. So stay tuned and uh, come back expectant because it's going to be great. Okay. We're going to go right into the topic for today. And I love this topic because it really ties um, everything together. It brings the year to a solid end for those who are still expecting God or for those who are saying, oh my God, this year is about to end and 2020 don't come past. And I feel like I've done nothing or achieved nothing. 2021 is about to end and you feel that like you have a sense of urgency or a sense of restlessness, like you're not where you need to be or you've not accomplished things or get to where you want to be in life. I feel you. I feel your frustration. I feel the rush. I feel that tension. I feel that panic arising in your spirit. And I've come here to tell you that it might be the end of the year, but honey, it's not the end of hope for you. God don't play with last minute. And he is so good at showing up when you have given up all hope. He is so good at showing his power at the moment you think it's failed. You are on the hospital bed. Trust God one more time for healing and watch him heal you. Go to the, go to the book of Matthew and see Matthew from Matthew 8, from Matthew 7 down to 8 or 9, even to 9. Watch what God did with, with, with the sick 
with, with a man with leprosy. Go and read up on examples and healing and see what God did with someone who's been proclaimed dead. See what God did and tell me if he's not able to do it in your situation. I don't care what the doctor has said. I don't care how the doctor has said it's over, that there is no cure. Watch God show himself off. Watch God perform another miracle through you. See yourself as a testimony waiting to happen because it will, whatever you believe in your heart is what will happen to you in this season. I don't care if we're in what the 20th was. I don't even know what today, today's date is. I don't care. I don't care if we have one more week, two more weeks to go in December. Watch God show himself off. Trust God again and put in that application for that job that you've been trusting him for for how many months now? Put that application in again and watch them call you this time. Trust God again. It might be the end of the year, but it's not the end of hope for you. You are serving a God of the last hour. Trust him. I also want to bring to your attention the spirit of thanksgiving and a heart of gratitude because thanksgiving would do so much for you in this season than your hopelessness. There's this thing in my culture that says, which simply means when you praise a king for the little he has done, he will do much more. Before you go bashing on the things that you're lacking or don't have, I want you to first be thankful for the ones that you do have. Right? Be, be thankful to God for the things that you do have. Because the thing about your brain is that it will make you see a few things that are not working in your life than the thousands of things that are working. And one will say right now, Cynthia, I don't know what's working for me. Are you kidding me? You don't know what's working for you right now. Uh, let me point your attention towards the breath that you're breathing in your lungs right now. That thousands of people in the grave don't have, don't have the opportunity to be. You are still living, honey. You still got breath in you. Is Now, if you're not sick, uh, is your body intact? Like, do you have hands to wash clothes and make food? Do you have brain to reason? Do you have food on your table? Do you have shelter, a home to go to and be warm at night? Do you have eyes to see, honey? Do you have ears to hear? Do you have legs to walk? Hmm? If you have these things, honey, you are doing 50% better than most people. Someone in Africa right now does not have the privilege to go to the government for shelter. But you in Canada or in North America, you have that privilege. That if you don't have a house, you can go to the shelter. They'll gi they give you a home to stay. You can go to the food bank and they give you food. Who is Who cares about people in Africa that are struggling to eat? No one does. But you know the funny thing about them is that even with the little they have, they are joyful. You see them on the streets with their rags. Running around in sand, playing, sand dolls, and they're grateful. And you in North America, just because you don't have a few things under your belt, you're cursing God's name and saying, oh, woe is me. Are you kidding me? You have a lot of things to be thankful for. I appreciated legs. I appreciated my legs to walk. 
when I was in a position of not being able to use them. The blind will appreciate sight when he recovers from his blindness because the people who've been blind and now they can see. A blind man would appreciate sight because he knows what it, what it feels like to be in the dark. You don't know what you have, honey. Before you go saying, woe is me, and these people are doing good and I'm doing bad. My friends are married, I am not married. I need you to be grateful for the fact that, hey, I might not be married, but I've got time. I might be single, but I have time to work on me. I've got time to pursue that dream that God has called me to. And you who don't have kids, rather than focus on you not having kids, be grateful to God that you have a husband who loves you. And is, and is willing to go through the, the hardship of life with you. Is willing to provide for you and care for you. Enjoy your husband, honey. Rather than putting that energy towards, I don't have kids, I don't have kids. Put that energy towards, I've got a husband who loves me. And I'm going to enjoy life with him till God sends me my own. Because I know that God is not going to leave me or forsake me. I trust that he will send me my seed. And enjoy the moment that you have with what you have. Single person, focus on yourself and focus on the purpose that God has put you in. You've got a purpose on earth. Even there's a purpose for your singleness. Start a business. Pursue your, your dreams. Use that time wisely. See God's face. Prepare yourself for your spouse because he will come. And for you who don't have a job, hello. You did say that you have an idea for social media and YouTube. How about you use this time to start that thing? How about you use this time to start your business? However small, honey, you don't need to have it all. Just start small. Start with what you have and watch God multiply you. Don't you know that you serve a God of multiplication? Do you see what he did with, with five loaves and two fishes? He fed a thousand with them. If God can feed them th thousands of people with just five loves and two fishes, imagine what God would do with that little that you call nothing. Imagine the something he can make out of that nothing. Oh, child, you don't even know who you have in your corner. You don't even know the might of the God you serve. Because if you know the might of the God you serve, you know he can do wonders with small. He can part the Red Sea with a staff. He can do a lot with the letter you have. So remove your mind from the negatives and focus on the positives. Because the thing about positivity is that if your mind keeps thinking of positive things, guess what? Your environment will begin to thrive. You will begin to see things differently. You become happier, right? And, 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 and we thrive the most in a positive environment. You begin to produce good fruits. You begin to, you begin to do things that you never thought you could you, because your spirit is happy and is light because your mind is focused on positive things. Right? You have more greater things to accomplish. So I'd say focus on the thousands of things that are working for you right now. And forget about that 10 that isn't or five that isn't. As long as you have done what is within your power to do, what you can control, 
Whatever it is that you cannot control, you cannot control. So why dwell your energy and your time on those things that you just can't do nothing about? It's a waste of life. It's the waste of the breath of God in you. It's, the, it's just a waste of energy. It's a waste of life. Don't waste your life on things like that. So be positive. In spite of it all, trust God. Because it is not late for him to show himself. Now, I want to read a couple of scriptures to encourage someone who has lost hope. If you think that God is not aware of you, if he's mindful of the grass in the field and the flowers in the field that come today and go tomorrow, how much more you who is made in his image and likeness? Oh, my God, how little is your faith? You don't trust God. You don't know how mindful of you he is. And that's why you think that he's forgotten you in the season. That's why you think you can be what you want to be. You can do what you want to do. You can't receive healing because you think you, you, don't, you, you, you don't deserve it. What makes you think you don't deserve happiness when God came down on earth to die for that same purpose? You are precious in his sight. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. He cares for you. So don't think that because it's the end of the year, that means he has forgotten about you. You do not know who you're serving. I don't think you understand God. So let me read a couple of scriptures to renew your mind and revive your dying spirit so that you understand that he that liveth in you is still alive. He's still on the throne and he still cares for you. The book of Psalms 3, verse 2 to 6 says, Many are saying of me, God will not deliver me. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and I sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though Tens of thousands assail me on every side. Philippians 3, 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Heavenwards in Christ. Some of you are looking at the past. Some of you are looking at what didn't work in the past. When God is, is, is ahead of you telling you, press on. Press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God called you heavenward in Christ. Isaiah 47, 1 to 2 says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2. 
It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Let me tell you about setting your mind on things above. Have you ever been in a plane above and then you watch the earth down? Hmm. How, how does the earth look like? Very small, I guess, right? The earth looks very little and tiny above. That is how God sees problems. God sees your problems as minute, as tiny from above. So when you set your mind on God, he will begin to make you see your problems like you see the earth from the plane in the sky. God will make you to see how small and little that problem is in him. So it is important for you in this hour, at this minute, to set your eyes on God, on things above and not the earth. Because when you do, you begin to realize that what you call problem is nothing but a walk in a park for the Lord. Luke 18, 35 to 43. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Mm -mm. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Listen, I don't know where you are. You who is sick. You who have done things so many times and people said, shut up. Stop praying. Stop asking God for healing. Because it is done. The doctor has said it's finished. So you cannot be healed. You cannot be restored. See what this blind man did. People kept on telling him, no, don't do this. That is over. But he kept on screaming for God. Yelling out his name saying, Jesus. Father, have mercy on me. Father, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He kept on reaching for the garment of God until Jesus turned and said, what? Bring that man close. What do you want from me? I tell you in this season, don't give up on God. Keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. Keep on asking. Keep on reaching for his garment. Keep on tugging at his feet. He will turn eventually and see your faith. And he will call you what you're asking for. He will turn eventually and say, child, what do you need from me? Ah, baby, you, you guys give up too quickly. When you see, when you don't see what you want in sight, you give up too quickly. You say, you know what? I think God call on His name like the blind man, the blind, the blind man did. Forgive me today. I'm so pumped in the spirit because I want you to end well. I want you to end the year well. I don't want you to end feeling sob, sorry, and oh my God, there's nothing for me. Will me? Uh uh-uh. uh. Look at the blind man who has lost faith, and even on top of the faith that he lost, people are telling him to shut up. And it's like, no, I will not. I have seen my redeemer. 
He will restore me and I will scream until he hears my name. You need, some of you need to have a resilient spirit like this man. Some of you need to start welling up, resurrecting that dead spirit, that faith that you have let go. You need to bring it back and reach one more time for, for, for the son of David. You need to do it in this season. Because maybe that's what it needs for your breakthrough to come. I don't know where you are, but maybe God needs to see that fire in you again to restore you, to give you what you want. Let's keep, let's just keep, oh God, let's keep reading. First Corinthians 15, 58. It says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. There's a sister right now listening to me saying, Father, I have served you in my days of singleness. Father, I have served you. And yet people mock me because I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 30 and I'm approaching 35. I'm approaching 40. And I still have no one to call my husband. And I have trusted you. I have served you in the, in the ministry. And, and look. Look at me now. I am the shame of the town. I am the talking, the talking um, gossip. I'm the gossip of the town. God is saying to you, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So stand firm and let nothing move you. I promise you, sister, I promise you, brother. You see that thing that you trust God for? It will come to pass. Just give it time. Be patient. Stand firm. Don't shake. Don't wither. It would never be in vain. There's no one that invests their, their time and their resources and labor in the Lord that does not reap the harvest. I promise you, your harvest is near. Stand firm. Job 11, 18 to 19, it says, God was now telling Job, after all he had gone through, he says, you will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favor. Ah, Rabasiti. People will look at you and say, ah, is this the one that was abandoned? That his children died? Is this the one that didn't have this or didn't have that? Is this the one that was single? Is this the one that was jobless? Is this the one that was this? And now look at the favor of God in their life. They will see you and begin to praise your heavenly father for you, honey. Trust me. He did it with Job. Do you know what Job lost? Go and read the book of Job and see what Job lost. I mean, there, there was no coming back. But God restored times too. Triple times what he lost. And if God can do with Job, God can do with you. It might be delayed, but it will never be denied. As long as you are steadfast in faith and you plug into the source. Hmm. Psalms 147.11, it says, The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Do you put your trust in him? Because if you do, the Lord delights in you. Ephesians 1 verse 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. I pray that your eyes may be enlightened 
in order that you would know the hope. I pray in this season for you that God would open your eyes and make you see inwardly what he has prepared for you so that you can hold on to faith and hold on to hope. I just pray. Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold unswavingly to the hope we profess <laughs> for he who promised it is faithful. Hebrews 11, verse 11, he says, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who made the promise. Ah, I don't know where you are. You who has been childless for how many years? Sarah was past the past, uh, the, the, the childbearing age. And she gave birth to Isaac. There's an Isaac in you, honey, that you're about to birth forth. There's an Isaac in you. Do you know that? It doesn't matter. There's an Isaac in you. And it doesn't matter if it's just one child you're able to birth for it. But guess what? <laughs> that one child can change the world. <laughs> so if I were you who is looking for a child in this season, let's just take the example for, from Sarah and apply that in your life. And know that if God can do it for her, he can also do it for you. Isaiah 40 um, verse 31, it said, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. <laughs> they would run and not grow weary. They would walk and not be faint. Jeremiah 23, sorry, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Sorry, I'm trying to rush through here. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. <laughs> Say that over you again. Repeat that over you and over you again and again till your mind and your spirit gets it. Mark 9, verse 23. If you can say Jesus, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. If you can, said Jesus, everything, not some things, not a few things, not some things. He said, everything is possible for one who believes. Philippians 1 Verse 6, it says, being confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Whatever work that God started in you, trust me, he will complete it. Whatever work of healing he started in your life, he will complete it. Whatever work in your singleness he started in you, he will complete it. Um, he, you might be, it might be delayed, but it would never be denied, honey. You better believe it. Psalms 19 verse 18. It says, God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. He will never forget you in your times of need, especially when you've served him. He will never forget you. Psalms 33, 18 says, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Psalm 71, 14, it says, as for me, I will always have hope. 
I will praise you more and more. In the good times, I'll praise you. I'll praise him in the good and the bad. In the good times and the bad times, I'll praise you, Lord. That is the kind of faith that God is looking for in this season. Not of the faith that is with him when things are flourishing. He wants those who are still sticking by him when, when things are messy, when things are filthy, when things are just raw. <laughs> Psalms 130, 130, verse 5, it says, I will wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. Ah. And in his word, I put my hope. My whole being waits. Do you know what it, what it, fe- what it means for your wholeness to wait upon the Lord? <laughs> um, I'm telling you, we're all grown. They say we're all grown. We're all grown Christians. We all love God until it's time for that love to be tested. It's not just saying you love God in the good times. Uh, love him also in, in, in the bad times, in the times you need to wait for him. Mm? It's like a lover whose, uh, whose husband goes off to the war, right? What, what happens? Do you just give up on your marriage because he's, he's fighting off uh, the, uh, you know, the enemy in, in Iraq, Afghanistan? No, no, no. A faithful wife who loves her husband stays and manages her home while the husband goes to, to wage war. And she is hopeful, knowing that he will come back to her, right? That's the same way you should have with God in that season of war. You need to be steadfast, putting your eggs together, minding, mi- minding your business and minding the business of your father until he returns to you because he will never forsake you. He says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer for you. Romans 8, 20, 28 to 29, it says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. My sister, I just hope, my sister, my brother, I just hope that I've been able to to convince you that God is still with you, that God has not forgotten you, that God still cares for you, and that all things will work together for the good of you who has believed God all your life, who has trusted in him all your life, that he will never leave you or forsake you. They will work together according to his purpose for your life. You have to trust that that the will of God outweighs your will and is much much more better than your will and his timing is perfect and when it happens it will all make sense so trust God in this season it might be the end of the year but honey it is not the end of hope for you be blessed in this season be encouraged in this season and just trust that he will come through 
for you and trust that even if it doesn't come through for you this year, that next year will be better. The next year will be brighter. The next year will be more hopeful than it was this year. Let your whole being wait for the Lord because he that waits for the Lord would never be ashamed, would never perish. And the world will come to see the favor of God upon you and bless your father for it. Your harvest is near. May God be with you this year. May God bless you this year. May God keep you this year. May God sustain you this year. And I will see you next year full of life, full of everything, vibrant in the Lord and hopeful for what's yet to come. This I pray over your life. In Jesus' name, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year in advance. I love you, but God loves you most. Please head over to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. We appreciate you sharing and being a part of this community. Until next time, keep living your best life. And remember, your gifts will make room for you when you make room for God. Do better because you know better.